This is an ABC podcast. Anne Jones here with Off Track, Australia's nature program. Take a listen to this. You're listening to the fifth instalment of our Earworm series where you, the audience, have recorded and emailed your sounds to offtrack at abc.net.au. That first sound you heard was from Andrew Monty and they were baby blackbirds in a nest and you could hear the wing flaps from the mother. Here in the studios, I've assembled a group of experts to help us identify some of the many hundreds of sounds that I've got waiting to be aired. Welcome to the Brisbane studios of the ABC, Dr Elliot Leach, an ecologist and bird expert and a serious twitcher who's our ears on the ground, especially for the Queensland birds, and zooming right down to the south of Australia from the Hobart studios today, but representing the New South Wales Frog and Tadpole Study Group and... Also moderator of the Frog Friday Instagram page is road ecologist Josie Stiles. How are you going, Josie? Well, mate, it's pretty cold down here. Oh. And in the Sydney studios of Off Track, a principal research scientist with the Australian Museum in the Mammology Collection is Dr Mark Aldridge. You're actually a bit of a birder as well, aren't you? I am. I try and keep it a hobby, but it's hard to keep it suppressed. <laughs> well, it comes out at work occasionally. It does come out at work occasionally. <laughs> We have a recording from Victoria McCaffrey, who was in Torquay in Victoria, and she recorded this frog chorus. They're giving us a beautiful rhythmic chorus there, Josie. Do you reckon that that one's an easy one to identify? That's definitely Crinia signifera, and there was a pobble bonk in the background as well. <laughs> yeah, that's got one pobble bonk that just occasionally goes bonk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing with frogs uh, is that frogs do change their frequency and pitch with regard to how close they are to roads. So I could hear the road traffic in the background of that call recording. Is that so that they can be heard around the traffic noise? That's correct. So they'll either stop calling or they'll change their frequency or their pitch um, in order to be heard over road traffic. And I've noticed the same thing with aeroplanes as well at Sydney Olympic Park with the bell frogs. Uh, for the purposes of the earworms, it actually makes it even more difficult to identify what we're listening to, doesn't it? Absolutely. Stuff changed around, yeah. I understand that birds will sing louder in urban locations. They'll sing louder and they'll do a similar thing to what Josie described with the frogs, like, or they'll also sometimes change the time at which they call. So to avoid like the rush hour in the morning in the winter, stuff will actually start singing way before dawn. So the dawn chorus actually gets pushed back. Well, hopefully this one will soothe our urban souls. Erica Hughes is pretty lucky, I think, because I think she might have a farm at Mount Malloy, just north of Cairns, and she sent in this morning chorus, and occasionally in the background you can actually hear a rooster going off in the distance, which is sort of endearing.
Elliot, what can you hear? I'm thinking it's probably like fairly dry country. There's peaceful dove, there's bar-shouldered dove, willy wagtail. So the doves are the ones you can hear off in the distance with that much more pigeony call. Now this is a mystery sound from Margaret who lives in North Taramara. She sent it in and you heard this little persistent picking sort of sound. That's Mm. the bird we're trying to identify. Now North Taramara is in northern Sydney. It's a sort of bushy area. It's got marinas. There's water there. But she says she doesn't know which species it is. So let's listen again. Do we have any guesses from our three studied guests? <laughs> it's a honey eater, I would say. Yes, it is. Um, there's an eastern spinebill calling in the background. That's the <laughs> easy one to... Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's a yellow-faced honey eater. Oh, how yeah. do you know that? They're all over the place at the moment in Brizzy, so... Oh, so might that bird actually be in Brisbane now? The individual bird, it could be because they move up and down the east coast to track their preferred temperatures through the seasons, yeah. Ah, so they're like the original grey nomads. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Robin Cleland from Hornsbury Heights, that's on the northern edge of Sydney, said she had this mystery squeal in the middle of a stormy night. Now, I feel like that could be a mammal. But how hard is it to actually tell mammal sounds, Mark? There's only very few species that it's easy, and I don't think that's one of them. (laughs) Parrot, maybe? Oh, that sounds quite parroty. Yeah, that could be parrot. Now, Robin actually wrote in with another sound saying that she recorded this um, at her house, the same place, but was able to positively identify it by listening to a previous episode of Earworms from Off Track. So Robin says that she thinks that this is definitely a sugar glider. Yep, that is correct. That's the little yap of a sugar glider. So they live in social groups and they're very vocal. So they spend a lot of time communicating with each other um, to keep social cohesion and just to keep track of each other when they're feeding and foraging. All right, everyone, brace yourself for the loudest recording I have ever received. How is that for a racket? Peter Tuft sent this in and he said that it was the wet season in the East Kimberley at Mornington Wildlife Sanctuary operated by the Australian Wildlife Conservancy. He said they hardly got any sleep. There's three species there. There's Cyclorana australis that's making that honk. Honk, 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 honk. 
And then Cyclorana longipes is making that cat moan. And then there's Platyplectrum ornatum that's doing that kind of short nasal unk, unk, unk. They're super cute as well. The males just lay spread eagled in the water, um, calling. They're really cute. And now after that racket, a bit of a palate cleanser. <laughs> Robin Russell said, this is the happy sound of frogs after the first big rain of six months in my two metre square suburban pond. This is Robin from Mollymook in New South Wales. Sounds like a chorus of striped marsh frogs. Um, leave them no dynasties, paranoid to me. It's just the best call. Yeah, it is. They, they tend to call under vegetation or sometimes rocks to amplify their call, which is a really cool strategy. I, f I feel like it sounds like a, a huge bunch maybe of, of tennis players. Yes, it's like whacking a wet <laughs> tennis ball on a racket. I like them in chorus like that. Usually I just hear one by itself just kind of going bump, bump. But in chorus it sounds really nice. Yeah, and they're quite sped up there as well. What would that be a product of? <sighs> Depends on the time, really. If there's a lot of males around, they're obviously going to call louder and faster to try to get the female's attention. Yeah. They're fired up. They're fired yeah. up and they're ready to go. Well, and they... also after the first rain too. Now, we've got a little recording from Suze, who was visiting Emerald Beach, which is north of Coffs Harbour in northern New South Wales, and she said that she could hear the missing you bird that we've been talking about in our earworms series. Uh, is that the missing you bird? That's the missing you bird. Oh. Missing you. Missing you. <laughs> How lovely. <laughs> What a magnificent little chorus to come across and Suze was just visiting Emerald Beach and ripped out her phone. And she has fallen prey here to one of the dangers of recording sound on your phone, which is the wind. It's really hard. You can hear that low sound where Suze hasn't been able to shield her microphone from the wind. So to avoid that for next time, Suze and all the listeners of Off Track, make sure that your phone is out of the wind when you do a recording. Still staying to the north, Grace Heemstra actually only emailed this week. She says, I love my Sydney birds, but I was travelling to Outback Queensland a few weeks ago when I came upon a sound that I am not familiar with. My family and I were camping at the Mount Isa Caravan Park and just after sundown, a collection of birds started calling in a tree nearby. I couldn't spot them, so I don't know what they are, but they sound a little bit like a monkey. Oh, it's blue wing kookaburras. Yeah, going crazy. Yeah, they really get into it.
And uh, Grace says that that's actually her dad in the shower as well at the same time. So that's an excellent field recording from Grace from the Mount Isa uh, caravan park. But it does sound different than the kookaburras we have further south. What do they look like? So they've got a paler head. They don't have that dark stripe through the eye. They've got kind of a scary-looking, staring white eye, and there's much more extensive blue in the wings. So if, you, if you're up north or you're out west and you see a kookaburra with a pale head and no dark mark through the eye, it's probably a blue-winged kookaburra. Yeah, and I reckon their call is like halfway between a kookaburra, a southern kookaburra, and a wattle bird. It's like halfway between the chuckle and the chuck. Yeah. Something that they also remind me of is um, orange-footed scrub fowl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite easy to get confused in North Queensland. I always have to do a double take. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, they're definitely vociferous, and Bob Roberts actually wrote in with a blue-winged kookaburra recording as well. This is a different one, and, gee, they really go for it. Sometimes I've heard him up in the wet tropics calling before dawn. So starting before anything else is calling, you just hear this manic kind of crazed cackling from the power lines. <laughs> but they don't quite get the same roll-on that we're expecting in the, the southern end of Australia where you get that really rolling laughter sound that sort of... And you keep waiting for it, Yeah. In, but it never happens. They just sort of never get there. <laughs> We've got an excellent recording up next from Glenn White, who's from Townsville, but he actually recorded this out on the road up in Cape York, and it has a Torres Strait pigeon in it, which is a really beautiful and interesting bird. What a gorgeous chorus. I can recognise some of the other stuff. So there's Black Butcher Bird, which is that kind of liquid, that guy just there. Wow. And there's a Fig Bird as well. Maybe an Oriole. Yeah. And the pigeon itself has that long drawn out almost moo. Now, Glenn wrote in, and I don't know if this is true or not, but he said that the Torres Strait pigeon is currently growing in population because it was decimated by sailors who pickled them for voyages through the Torres Strait in the 1800s. Brutal.
Lisa Wilkins sent that one in. It's a mystery bird. She doesn't know what it is. It's from Carcor, which is between Cowra and Bathurst in New South Wales. It's a beautiful call. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's a little brown job. <laughs> little grey job, I think. I think Medium it might be a grey job. I think it may be a little grey job. What do you think it is, Elliot? Um, it's a grey shrike thrush. Mm. Yeah, Josie, you in agreement? So. Yeah. Yep. It's definitely one of those ones that you hear when you're out bushwalking, but you probably will never lay eyes on the damn thing. <laughs> They're a bit secretive. And the only reason that I picked it as a grey shrike thrush, Lisa, so don't feel bad, is because David Neat has one that wakes him up every morning and he sent me a recording of it. And so that's the only reason I knew. Here's David's recording of the grey shrike thrush. He says that uh, the clarion call of the grey shrike wakes us up in the morning and farewells us in the evening from Smythes Creek, just outside Ballarat in Victoria. Lisa from Canberra has a nocturnal sound that she doesn't know exactly what's making it. Mark, you look like a, you've got a look of recognition. Well, I think it's a boobook owl. I think it's a boobook owl. Are we in agreement on this one? Yep. Yep. And there's Limno, ta, Limnodonastes tasmaniensis, the spotted grass frog calling in the background. Yeah, and I think there's actually a couple of frog species that are calling in the background. So I don't know exactly where Lisa is in Canberra, but it sounds amazing and I want to move in. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the boobook. It's a pretty small little owl, isn't it? It is. It's a small... They are only about the size of a shoebox or even less and pretty much shaped like one. It's got a, <laughs> a round head, um, yeah, owl, forward-facing eyes and striations on the, on the chest. Yeah, they're absolutely adorable with these, like, little tiny legs that come out of the bottom of their fluffy bits. Greg Flint is actually from Darwin. He sends me heaps and heaps of amazing sounds, including this one of barking owls. textbook barking owl there and he actually has multiple owls in that recording i think yeah there's a male and female duetting they've got slightly different pitches if you listen Justin from Kiama Downs has been out to the Dubbo Zoo <laughs> and he sent in this recording of yep. Siamangs. They're just, they make lots of whoops. 
aren't they just amazing? Mark, yeah, awesome. you're the mammal bloke. What do they look like? Well, they look like they're one of the lesser apes they're called. They're gibbons. Uh, so they stand about a metre high. The siamang is the largest of the gibbons. Um, they've got these ridiculously long arms that are probably two or three times the length of their legs. They're covered in really thick, glossy black hair and not so much the face. It's pretty hairless and they have these incredible throat pouches that they blow up when they're doing that call. So they inflate them a bit like a frog up to the size of their head and then they use that to really project this amazing deep resonant call which can travel for kilometres through the rainforest. They're from Southeast Asia and they use this to signal ownership of territory, usually early in the morning. And again, it's a pair of Siamangs, they're duetting, letting everyone know we're still here, we're occupying our territory. But an amazing sound, an amazing call. And a great recording. So thanks, Justin, who's also over on Instagram at Aussie Gap Year. And another mystery bird now from Mossvale. Errol Higgins sent this one in and he says that this bird can be heard coming in behind the magpies. So that's that high pitch call there that I think we're listening to. Could be a pied currawong. I suspect also that it could be a pied currawong. They have lilting sounds that often blend between notes. Um, I've got a pied currawong normal song in inverted commas here to have a play, so we can hear a little bit. And while it's singing a different tune, you can hear that same lilting quality to the sound. So that is our best guess for Errol Higgins from Mossvale. We think it's probably a pied currawong. They're really highly variable in their calls through the country. They're quite hard to pick often. So these are Borden's cockatoos recorded by Simon Carroll from Wollongup in WA and he says that these were about 80 birds that came down to drink at his dam, which is pretty amazing. How rare are those birds? Well, I think they're endangered um, and I think there's about 10,000 left. So if he's got a flock of 80, that's not a bad-sized flock for the remaining population. I think the Bordens are one of those ones that got the highly specialised beaks, don't they? So they've got very particular food preferences. Yeah, they have this super long upper mandible that can crack into seeds and things like that, but they also get into people's uh, orchards and things like that and eat fruits. That's part of the reason why they're endangered. People have been poisoning them and shooting them and stuff. I also think we should mount an off-track expedition to Western Australia to record the sounds. Who's in? Yep, Man. I will come. <laughs> <laughs> On ABC Radio, you're listening to Off Track. And we've got one final recording, which is completely different. This is Clint Jasper, who sent in a shearing shed from the Mallee.
thank you so much for today's group of expert ears. We've got Josie Styles from the Frog Friday Instagram page and hashtag best day of the week. <laughs> Go and follow it right now. Dr. Elliot Leach from Griffith Uni. Thanks for your time again and your ears, Elliot. Thank you. And Dr. Mark Eldridge from the Australian Museum. Thank you for coming in and telling me that the one I thought was a mammal wasn't a mammal. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, send me a sound or a photo of off track at abc.net.au. And there's also a whole series of earworms programs made up of the gorgeous sounds of the Australian and international environment and all recorded by you. I'm Ann Jones. This is Off Track. And remember to meet me right here at the same time next time. That's when I'll take you somewhere else.